your host, and this is uh, Parenting by Design. I am so glad to um, be back on the microphone and talking with you today. Um, it really has been quite a while. Uh, the last month feels like it's lasted forever. <laughs> and we've had some pretty intense planetary energy in the last month. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, you know, in the future from now, you can ignore the next like two minutes of what I'm about to say. But if you're listening to it in real time, we have just gone through a bunch of retrograde planets and Mercury retrograde ended about an hour and a half ago. And I'm already starting to feel relief because it's uh, Mercury retrograde has been in Virgo and my moon is Virgo. So it has, I've been having dreams about old boyfriends and high school friends and all kinds of things have been dredging up from the past. Um, so if you've had any planetary, if you have any of the personal planets in Virgo, or if your sun, moon, or rising is in Virgo, this last month has probably been pretty intense for you as well. And so, hey, congratulations, we made it. I hope that you took the opportunity of Mercury retrograde and the other retrograde planets to really just take stock and let go of anything that's not serving you anymore. And if you haven't, by the way, there's a cloud effect from Mercury retrograde and all the planets when they come back direct that lasts for about five to ten more days. So your opportunity to clean out your proverbial emotional closets isn't over yet. You can still get some of that garbage out if you want to. And the best way I have found to um, let go of things is really just to say a quick blessing or prayer for the person that I may have had a hurt or an old resentment or something towards in the past. And, um, and just to be thankful that that circumstance is no longer part of my life. It's kind of like when you take the clothes out of your closet that you don't fit anymore. I mean, there's really no reason to like give yourself body shaming messages. You're just thankful for the season that was thankful for the lessons you've learned and thankful that you have some blessing to pass on, you know, to, um, the second hand store or whatever, and just take it out of the house. It's does it. It's not yours anymore. It's in the past. We really do live in the present, but our minds want to play in the past. So when these planets go retrograde, it's a great time to just refresh yourself and get some of that old stuff out. Uh, I kind of do. You remember, I don't know if you're old enough to remember when you had to defrag your hard drive, but it's similar to that. It's like taking old files that are no longer necessary, compressing them down because they don't need to be quite so emotionally significant and um, and cleaning off the stuff we don't use anymore off of our hard drive so that we can be more efficient in the moment. So, okay, so that's it. Um, I find it really fascinating that this month we're going to be talking about the root center because, well, two reasons. One, because we just went through this whole clearinghouse and, and like cleaning off the countertop before you cook and um, different clearing house, you know, wrapping up loose ends from an old project. That is one of the ways that we can actually get uh, some of our root pressure to go away so that we can be prepared to wait for divine timing. So, um, so that's one thing. So the Mercury retrograde is actually part of um, the the divine system of cleaning house so that you can be aligned with divine timing. Divine timing is the GPS of the root center. The root center is like, um, okay, so like if we're going to compare <laughs> like all of these centers to a heavy metal band or a rock band, the root, the root center is like the drummer of the band. It's literally setting the tempo, the timing of our lives. 
And if we are pushing the beat, you know, I don't know if you've ever played with a guy that's just like a half a beat too soon in every one of his solos, right? It, it not only creates tension inside the whole body, but it also gets us out of alignment with divine timing. And oftentimes it will slow down divine timing. So if you've ever been in a situation where you just wish the season would end, this episode is for you. Okay, so let's talk about the root center. And oh, the, the second reason that this is divine timing, that the root center is being talked about right now. And I didn't plan it this way. I just knew that after the head center, I was going to talk about the root center next. And then this week, I've been thinking about what I wanted to say. And it turns out that tomorrow night at sunset is when the, um, the Jewish people who are lunar calendar based... Um, when they will begin celebrating Rosh Hashanah, which is the first of the month of Tishrei. And you probably don't know this unless you're Jewish too, but the month of Tishrei is actually most months, most lunar months are 28 or 29 days. Some of them are 30 days um, because, you know, it's like 29 and a half days. Um, but most of them are 29 days. And so out of 29 days in the month of Tishrei, 16 of them, so that's three more, 16 of the days are days of rest, and 13 of them are days of work. And so that's pretty incredible because the month of Tishrei is actually like, again, the foundation, the root, um, the beginning. It's the formatting month for the entire spiritual year that comes afterwards. Um, I know that the astrological calendar and the calendar for the festivals in the Jewish lunar calendar start in, in the month of Aries or Nisan um, with Passover. But the, the way we mark time, the years, starts in Tishrei. In fact, um, you know, the sages say that the, the, the Rosh Hashanah was the, the birth of the planet. If you believe in the Big Bang or if you believe in creation, either way, um, the sages have said for a long time, even astrology experts, uh, you know, whatever the, of the past, have said that the the birth of the whole world was on Rosh Hashanah. So, um, what all that to say that this is kind of like, so this month, our ability to rest inside of this month and to recharge our batteries and to reconnect our spirits to divine and to the eternal, the, this month really sets the pattern for the rest of the year. And if we go into it, um, with our minds too much on our the mundane worries of the world and we skip over the spiritual work that this month is asking of us, we tend to have that same theme go on for the rest of the year. And you can ask me how I know, cause I just did that last year. Last year I had taken on some extra responsibilities that was not an aligned invitation for me. Um, I was doing it because I was just experimenting with recognition and invitations and I jumped the gun and took an invitation without recognition and jump the gun. That's a that's a thing we commonly say in reference to the root centers that we're jumping the 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 gun of divine timing. So like a false start in, in a race, you know, disqualifies you. And so yeah, I spent a whole year cleaning up the energy and the work that I that happened as a result of taking a, a misaligned invitation. And the misaligned invitation actually had started like eight months before the last year, but I was so steeped in it st by this time last year that I really just energetically couldn't quite catch my breath. And I'm feeling quite a little bit of that 
this week too in preparation for the holiday and then but my soul just keeps saying no that's not getting it all done isn't the answer this week it's getting it done enough and so I want to just talk about the Rit Center because this is actually I'm just going to be quite honest with you this is literally um a center because I have it undefined in my chart and I live with people with I live with several people that have it defined this is something I work on deconditioning literally every couple weeks of my life so hopefully this will be um an episode that will help that you'll be able to connect with so um by the way the root center it it has like these pulses um karen curry parker calls them pulses of inspiration i like to i feel like in my body they feel a little more like a contraction and what i mean by that is it's like this drive this contraction it's the squeezing in of pressure whereas the head pressure is more like oh my head's gonna blow i need to let some of the steam off right but not anger but just like i've got all these ideas they have to come out it feels like there's something coming from the inside out whereas in the root center it really feels like there's this downward pressure coming from the outside squeezing in to try to get something some action to come forth out of us and it really reminds me a lot of contractions when you're laboring like in birth and as a person who's labored four times um, I can tell you there are three main things that shut down labor and I'm going to tell you this not because of you know TMI or because I love to talk about myself but I'm going to tell you this because um, emotionally speaking these same three things can stall out your own divine timing. So again, if you're a person that's ever gotten stuck waiting for like a signal from the universe that it's time to move on and it just feels like that season is going to last forever, there these three things might be the cause of that. And we can delay divine timing by not addressing these three things. So the first one is fear. And the second one is not feeling emotionally supported, in, especially in our creative endeavors. And the third one is downright exhaustion. So again, like I said, it's not a coincidence that the root center and Tishrei are kind of being talked about at the same time here because we set ourselves up to have a divine impulse, a contraction by resting. So listen, on my second, was it my second or third? No, my third baby. I, um, I had labored really long with both baby number one and baby two. I mean like 24 and 28 hours respectively. Okay. So like then the third baby came along and I had made a lot of friends with people that had lot, a lot more kids than I had by that point. We were pretty thick into our homeschool journey at that point. And I was really surrounding myself with other moms that had been there, done that. So I could get the wisdom of their experience and the support from them. And one of the moms who had labored 16 times, she had bore children to three sets of twins, told me one day while we were visiting about, you know, the upcoming baby. I was on baby number three. She said, you know what I do when I start to feel labor coming on? I said, no, what? She goes, I go take a hot bath and take a nap. And I'm like, what? And she says, yeah, I don't sit up all night hoping that it's, this is the time, this is the time. I literally go take a nap. And I'm like, why do you do that? And she's like, well, because if it is labor, it's going to be a long night and I'm going to need a nap. And if it isn't labor, the bath will turn it off and I can rest, <laughs> which is what I need to do anyway. And she's absolutely right. Um, the reason that baby number two took 28 hours instead of the 12 and a half hours that they expected it to take 
uh, because we were being induced is because I got exhausted halfway through it. And I literally, like the whole process shut down and they shut the baby monitor off. They shut the lights down and they told me to take a nap. Um, and I slept, I didn't sleep very well cause I was in a hospital, but I slept for about three hours and then the labor picked up on its own, um, after that. And it was, and everything was fine. Um, but my point is that exhaustion is terrible for your body and terrible for our souls. And so when we are exhausted emotionally or physically, um, we can totally delay divine timing. And for projectors, especially, um, if, if our exhaustion is intermingled with bitterness, we really have to like learn, like, um, kind of like getting the infection out of a wound. We have to get that bitterness out of our souls before we're going to even come close to our next aligned invitation. So again, speaking from a lot of experience, I'm a 6'2 mental projector. So let's talk more about this formatting center, the drummer and the rock band that's setting the timing, our root center. Um, the first tip I have, the root pressure is really only relieved through action. And so I know that sounds a little contradictory because I'm telling you I want you to fight root pressure or uh, resist it in some ways and wait for divine timing. However, um, it is. It's a, the only way you relieve the pressure of the root center is through action. Whereas the the pressure from the head center can be relieved by journaling or talking about your ideas, um, like I talked about in last month's episode. But it's really an action that helps bring us out of that root pressure. So let me elucidate a little bit here on what I mean. Um, the first question we can ask ourselves, especially for those of you that have an open root center like me, or if, you have, if you're working with a child who has an open root center, the first question we can learn to ask ourselves or each other, if you're, especially if you're working with a child, is, is this pressure mine? Is this idea mine? Is this my action to take? Uh, a lot of times, I have one child who has both his solar plexus and his root center defined, and when he comes to me and says... Like, we've been busy all day, I'm starting to get tired, and we've been doing all this fun stuff. And then he's like, oh man, it would be awesome if we could go to play video games at Fun Zone, you know. And I, oh, it just takes the wind out of my sails. And he doesn't mean it that way. He means that he's had a great day and he wants to keep the party going, right? But what I hear is root pressure. I hear a pressure to do one more thing that I'm starting to get too tired to do, and I get a little cranky about it. And so I have started asking him just to say thank you first before he mentions that he'd like to do one more thing. Like if he just adds the, the phrase, thank you, this has been such a fun day, it wouldn't feel or sound so much like pressure to me when he says the next thing that he wants to do. And he's just a, an excited person. He's got the, the 55. So he gets, when he gets passionate about something or he's having a good time, it just kind of exudes and it's beautiful. It's wonderful to be a part, a part of. Um, okay, the net, if your root center is defined, too, you can ask yourself, if this is mine, what could I do instead of this if the timing's not right? Am I pressuring others to do it for me because I'm being impatient? So um, a lot of times people with open root are trying to get a bunch of things done so they can be free of the pressure. But um, one of, another question we can ask ourselves is, what is the worst thing that can happen if I don't get it done today? Because a lot of times the things we're pressuring ourselves to get done today could actually wait till tomorrow. And again, I'm not a fan of procrastination for procrastination's sake, but again, these are just tips to dealing with this pressure. Um, we also disconnect from divine timing when we're stuck in the fears of the spleen, like I said. So you, the actions you can take if you're stuck in fear is to find something that makes you happy, like a little dance party in the kitchen or something, 
start a new adventure or a challenge, take a walk, maybe go play Pokemon Go or something, um, or do things that will help get prepared for the thing that you're trying to get done. So like maybe I don't have time today, maybe it's not divine timing to make that batch of cookies that I've been planning on, but maybe I could go to the store and get just the ingredients and that way that's one step closer to being able to do the thing that I'm waiting to do. Um, we can also get ourselves stuck with pressure and slow down divine timing if we don't feel emotionally supported or if we're not aligned supported or aligned emotionally. One of the ways we can get unstuck is to um, make the timing feel right by connecting and just being vulnerable and, and emotionally intimate with another person. Um, do I have a creative community of support? Do I have people that I can say, this is really hard and I want to do this, but I, you know, uh, but I don't feel, I just need some support um, and I just want to talk about it. Is there anyone that I can connect to in that way? Um, again, as a person who's had four children, the labor environment um, for me has always been really amount of, an amount of trust. Am I willing to be able to be this vulnerable in front of this person? And so I just, by the time you get to, I got to baby number three, I'm just like, I'm not going to labor with someone I don't want to be that vulnerable in front of. I'm just not going to do it because it's not worth it. It slows everything down. It makes things a lot harder for me. So, um, so just really just honoring your emotional connections with other people. Um, what about faith? Is there, is there a way to cultivate faith? That's, this is the 3955. Is there a way to cultivate trust in the divine, which will help us trust the divine timing more? And then also using the power of our imagination or like visualizing what it is that we would like to feel or see or do or experience in that right timing and just really holding the, the visualization for it in our minds. Um, and the last thing that can stall out divine timing in the root center is not being aligned with our own sustaining force. So this is this is a, in reference to the the three gates off the root center that connect to the three gates in the sacral center. So again, back to what I was saying at the beginning of this episode is um, is there any unfinished business that I need to complete and get completely off my desk, proverbially? before I'm, so that I'm open to this new work that's before me or this new invitation that I'm hoping for or whatever. Um, so that could be as simple as like breaking up with somebody that isn't really like Mr. Right <laughs> so that we can be open to an invitation to go out with Mr. Is Right instead of Mr. Right Now. Um, or that can be as simple as like maybe, maybe I'm working two or three part-time jobs while I'm trying to get my um, my business off the ground. So I could um, maybe let go of one of those part-time jobs and leave that vulnerable opening for the divine to fill up my life with a new blessing. Are we? It's really hard to put something in hands that are full. And so this gate, the 5342, is really about be emptying ourselves or emptying our workspace so that something new can come into that place. And if you don't, if you don't believe me, that's the, just try it with your closet sometime. If you really want a new outfit, instead of buying one and pushing the timing, try going to your closet and getting rid of things that you don't want, and then just wait and see what the universe brings to you. Now, when we're working with children, it may just be a matter of like, um, if you're one of your children had the 5342, you can ask them to pick up their things first before we start a new project and work with that energy of completion before we start something creatively new. Um, also gratitude, the six, the channel 60, 
60-3, which I should say channel 3-60, <laughs> so it's not so confusing, is a we can work with that energy by having a gratitude practice or a creative outlet like painting for just the sake of painting and it has no purpose because when we start having a purpose for it like selling it or using it for a fundraiser then it t tends to take on an, an energy of, of pressure. So, and then the last one is, is our focus and concentration. Do I need to change my focus? Change what I'm concentrating on? Um, can I help change the child's focus and then come back to this project later? Um, so that they have a better concentration. So I hope that's a blessing to you. Let me know if you have any questions, and shalom, and shana tova.